What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy family. Reminder, if you use code TRIPLE at checkout, if you're a first-time depositor, they will deposit you and give you a deposit match up to $100. If you use code TRIPLE, uh, use that code, and again, they will match you up to $100 and basically doubling your first deposit over at Underdog Fantasy. We are back for week 11 already of the fantasy baseball season. We got Doc at Trip Play Fantasy. We got Marty Party at Marty underscore Tallman. And we got Little Cheesecake at RTPF all with you here tonight. Fellas, how's it going? We have uh, environmental things going on. We've got Ellie De La Cruz in the big leagues. There's so many things going on right now in the world, both in baseball and out of baseball. How are you fellas holding up? Starting with you, Doc. You know, doing pretty well. Um, I, David, I, I put this in the group earlier. The guy that caught Ellie De La Cruz's first home run gave it back for basically signed memorabilia yep. for him and his boys. What would you, what would have been your calling card for giving that back? Uh, it's a good question. Like, I feel like you have to definitely ask for money at the, like, you need, I don't know if you'd be able to get a million dollars from them, but to ask for like 500K, I feel like is, uh, as Art shakes his head, I feel like if you ask for like 500K and maybe uh, a couple of signed baseballs and, and like autographs and stuff in a picture, I, I feel like that's not outrageous to ask for what could be one of the best players in baseball, their first career home run ball. It's not like he's a no-name rookie. Uh, this is one of the most hyped prospects in a long time. So I, that's, I feel like you could ask for something like that. I read somewhere that some stadiums won't let you leave until you at least talk to team personnel, <laughs> which is kind of wild. I, I, how many people with 500K to drop on a baseball um, – are going to drop it on Ellie De La Cruz and not like hope for a Mickey Mantle one. I think you have to hold on to Ellie De La Cruz's first home run for it to gain value rather than selling it right now. 500 K is a lot of cheddar. For you don't think the Ra- you don't think the Reds would pay that? No. Would no. you take 50,000 right then and there? 50 K. I think you're, you're probably closer to what an actual payment would be for it. 50 K. I would take that and run, but I wonder, yeah, once you, I heard that once you leave the stadium, it's not like a verified ball. So don't you have – it needs to be authenticated before you leave to be able to sell it, it on the no. open market? No. Mm-hmm. I'm How would you sure. know, though, that it's yeah. – you know what I mean? Like once you, you know? leave that – That's true. I, I think there's like a serial number on the ball or something. Maybe. I think 50000 would be fine. I, I would I, I would sit on it. I would be that guy that everyone would hate. Like that's fine. I, I would want to family. Get, I would want to get it back to Ellie. I would be like, give me the signed materials. Give me game tickets. Oh, so Ellie. you would be like that dude. I would be. You'd absolutely. Be nice yeah. I would be. Now I'd be greedy as hell. <laughs> like, give me what's your best offer? All right. I want 50k on top of that. Yeah, but anyway, uh props to that dude that caught it. Props to Ellie De La Cruz, who we'll talk about tonight, uh, along with many other players as we get to the, the TPF rundown. Before we do that, uh, Toby's in a chat. Our guy Toby, uh, Z2 Fantasy. Have a day, Jose Ramirez. I saw he had two home runs. Did he hit another one? He has three. Oh my God, Jose Ramirez, you dog! It is a, I, and I was this close to betting three home runs for him too. This close, not just not really, but yeah. Jose Ramirez have a day, and then um, the Reds won't even pay 500k for a free agent, much less a ball. That is actually true. 
Yeah, Toby, you're you're 100 right. I'll, I'll I'll take the 100k, the 100k and a picture with Ellie De La Cruz, and I'll call it even. Um, on that note, let's go ahead and let's get started with the TPF rundown, starting with our W O W players of the week. We already spoke of the man, the myth, the legend that is becoming Ellie De La Cruz. I I brought up the nickname on the call up that you'll see coming out tomorrow morning. I brought the nickname Ellie Belly, like Jelly Belly. But and his swing is sweet, like a jelly belly. Is, is that a name that will catch on? No, I just think of like, like if he looked like Max Muncy, then yeah, I think that'd be perfect. But he's too lean, you know. I don't know. I, 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 I was thinking more along the lines of uh, Ellie, Ellie, a, a, you know, like, like Umbrella Rihanna, yeah, you know, turn it into something like that. That's where I my head was on it as far as a nickname. I could see that. I could see that. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of fun nicknames with his uh with his name. I feel like you can do a lot with it. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about Ellie De La Cruz, who th- this graphic was made this morning before his third game. Uh, but over his first two games, 429, 556, uh, 1842 slash line. He hit a home run yesterday, stole a base today, um, hit a ball over 114 miles an hour already. Um, and this is coming from when even AAA, he had 12 homers and 11 steals over 38 games. Uh, it's already been said, this is the kid that from home to third base running had the fastest time clocked this season. This is a kid that hit the ball the hardest of any major league player this season in AAA, hit 116 miles an hour. This is the kid that has the 30-30 type of upside that very few players in today's major league baseball can do. The question is, is Ellie De La Cruz cannot be stopped. The question is, what is his ceiling at this point, and how much do you like him this year so much in redraft? I forgot who is taking Ellie tonight. As I pull up, it the, is me. Go it ahead, is. Marty. Talk to it's give us Marty party love about Ellie De La Cruz. And I and I know all of you guys are wondering, like, does Marty have him in the infamous ten team league? Yes, <laughs> he most certainly does. Yeah, I, I picked him up a few weeks ago when he uh, posted on his Instagram that he was coming up. So I, I got the quick scoop on him. Played him every day since. I don't have to go into how amazing he is offensively. If you put on anything baseball, he's all over it. What I'm, I love his defense. I love the fact that he's be able to slide in at third. He has an incredible arm. They're going to play him at short when they can, so you don't have to worry about anything defensively. Great ballpark, amazing skills. I, I'm very interested to see what he goes for Fab this weekend. I think that's going to be. I think everyone's going to empty out their bank accounts. I don't think mm-hmm. I have enough money, even though I have three hundred something bucks left. I would spend it all, but I don't even think it will get me him. He's incredible. What is he's gonna be so done? good? How come he? How come this is the week for Fab? Like, why aren't we more proactive than reactive? Well, we can't. Well, the only thing until he plays yes. in, 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 NFBC, in NFBC, you can't until he officially plays a major league game. Like when you search him in the database, you can't pick him up. Mm-hmm. He's not there. Uh, so, that's so how, how's about this for table setting in my in my Earth League, the Darf League chat? Someone drops. So how you know what do you guys think Ellie's going to go for this weekend? And I'm like, oh no, you didn't. Just put that That's in the bold. league chat. That's I like bold, that. right? <laughs> just testing like, the waters. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. And uh, and like and I'm like, oh god, that's going to drive up the prices, and that's going to drive it up. I just know it. You put it out there. You're driving up the prices. What are you doing to me now? He's probably, I can't imagine a player going for more rest of season than him. No, like I, I know um, there, there might be an Ed Sheehan of the, uh, 
Dodgers, I think, will get a lot of fab thrown on him when he eventually does get called up. But I, I think Manzardo. He, Kyle Manzardo will get some too. But I think Ellie's going to go for what's going to be the highest fab bid on Ellie De La Cruz out of a thousand dollar. I think he's going to go for six hundred something. Uh, four thirty. Yeah, I got to think funds are depleted right now. There's the person that has like eight hundred something dollars left that's mm-hmm. going to spend three fourths of their fab on him. Can't I couldn't even I think four four to five hundred will be the will be the top end. Let's play a game. Who can go the closest without going over of the highest fabid we see for Ellie De La Cruz? Now when we say highest, we're talking about all of anything you see on Twitter. Anything you see on Twitter, whether it's Mm -hmm. it's, okay. Yep. Um seven hundred and eighty dollars. Wow. I didn't think it was gonna get that high. Without going over. I'll say oh without going over. Oh yeah. Hold on. Come back to me, Art. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna go with uh, 419. I'm gonna go 543. Wow. I'm gonna go 681. Whoa. 682. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go. You price is right, did you? You. That's price why you wanted right. to go. That's last. why I went last. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on that, baby. One dollar. One dollar. You. Oh man. Yeah, he's gonna go for a lot. Uh, and watch be, it be 683. I'm not going to have him anywhere. I'm not, I don't have enough money in my uh, fab leagues to get him what he'll end up costing. And in our home league, I believe in even our home league, he was picked up a few weeks ago and stashed. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, I remember when I saw it and I was like, dang, that they're really jumping a few weeks early to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Elliot Cruz definitely going to be a stud down the road here. Let's not forget also somebody that shares a similar last name in Brian De La Cruz, who, over his last seven games, 320, 367, 520 slash, one homer, 10 RBIs, four runs. He's hit safely in five of his last six games, going 333 over that time with a 908 OPS. Art, Ryan De La Cruz has been steadily very good under the radar here. I actually remember looking at him in a couple leagues and pulling the trigger in a, in a few of those. Uh, Brian De La Cruz, is he just someone you're picking up to ride the wave, or is he someone you think is rosterable rest of season? I think he's rosterable. You look at even before 2023, he was an above average hitter. And with outfield being what it is, he's not, he's not an exceptional hitter. But if you're in a 12 team league, he's among the top 60 outfielders for sure. I think you can expect him over the course of a full season to have an above average batting average because he's shown that with about 20 to 25 home runs and maybe five to 10 stolen bases. I think Miami is finally giving him the playing time that I had been hoping they would give him for a while. I've been a believer in Brian De La Cruz for a few seasons now. Um, and it's finally coming out now. He's, he, you know, he could go back down. He's sitting 299 right now. So if that could drop and he'd still be very effective. Yeah. And um, again, someone the Marlins need hitting and he's doing that right now. So, and I believe he's almost out of options, if I'm not mistaken, too. I don't think they can send him back to AAA. Um, that's one of the factors that plays into this as well. Uh, Brian De La Cruz, definitely somebody I would look at. 12-team leagues, 15-team leagues, but I think he's viable in both of those places going forward. Uh, a couple things in the chat. Catch up real real quick. Uh, Albert checking in. What's going on, Albert? Always fun having you part of the stream. Toby says, Ronald Acuna ceiling for Ellie De La Cruz. 
Fernando Tatis, I've also heard too, people comparing that type of upside too. Uh, and then uh, this guy is slightly better than Logan Thomas. Is he talking about Ellie De La Cruz Forrest? I know Logan Thomas is football, but uh, I'll, I'm trying to get the comparison. Center field is a difficult position to get. Huh? Lane Thomas, maybe? Maybe. That could be what he. I was hoping the Yankees fans talk about it because I like it for New York. Um, I'm a little confused on that one, but Forrest always, uh, oh, Lane, he's talking about Lane Thomas. Yeah. That, I think he's better than Lane Thomas. Of course. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Toby does bring, Toby must have seen the show sheet ahead of time. Cause he said, De La Cruz or Joey Weimer. Cause guess, or Weimer, guess who we're talking about next? Joey Weimer. Over his last seven games, a 478, 571, 1043 slash line. Three homers, nine RBIs, six stolen bases over that time. Five walks. Um, he's hitting 481, 563, 1000 with three homers and, and uh, nine RBIs and during his current eight-game hitting streak. And he had 11 total bases yesterday against Baltimore. That is a Milwaukee Brewers franchise record in a game. Uh, Joey Weimer, Doc, flash in the pan or go get him, man. Well, you know what? I'm going to quote Mr. Marty Tallman. I took him in the 49th round <laughs> of the triple players ball. What a great pick. Shout out, Marty. Um, I I like what I've seen from Joey Weimer, especially in a roto league. Last year between AA and AAA, he had 21 homers and 31 stolen bases. Now, the downside is he is going to strike out a lot. He's at a 26% rate this year, um, floated in the 20s last year um, at minor league ball. So that is something that in points league he'll ding you for. But you love the metrics too, 92nd percentile in sprint speed, max EV, the 79th percentile. And I said this before the season, which is one of the reasons I liked him. I didn't think that there was anybody besides Christian Yelich and who has been injured and um, ill for periods of time that was going to hold him off. Jesse Winker was kind of an experiment. Sal Freelich is a rookie himself. And I really like the power speed combo that Joey Weimer has. So I'm really glad that it's paying off and probably the best, best 49th round pick you can have something about the 49. Yeah. You, you a humble brag that doc, you go ahead. Um, yeah. Joey Weimer, definitely somebody, uh, I'd be interested in just to pick up in a 15-team league. I don't really think he's rosterable. Maybe you, you pick him up, obviously, while he's hot, but I don't anticipate, not as much as Brian De La Cruz. I think Brian De La Cruz is definitely the best hitter, of, taking Ellie out of the discussion, of course. I'd rather pick up Brian De La Cruz than Joey Weimer at this point going forward. Um, but let's talk about some pitching. Let's talk about Andrew Abbott of those same Cincinnati Reds. In his first start of the season, six innings, one hit, four walks and zero strikeouts. I'm sorry, uh, six strikeouts. He did face a Brewers lineup that's last in the league against left-handed pitching and OPS and had a uh, only 10 swing and misses in 105 pitches in that start. Um, so very underwhelming, especially against the top uh, or the worst left-handed pitching lineup in baseball with those Brewers here. So Marty, talking about Andrew Abbott, is he somebody that uh, you view as a, uh, was I going to say? Did you have Andrew Abbott? Yes, yeah, you did. I got him. Yes, yeah, you did. I, I was say, right. I was right. I was right. In the, really quick with him. 15 team leagues, yes. You know, put, put a good amount of fab on him. Try to get him. See if it's worth it. I love that he pitched 105 pitches. 
you know, we worry about rookies if they're going to let them go. Clearly, they the Reds do not care. They're going to fire him up. I, nothing stands out for him, just like skills wise. So for ten and twelve team leagues, I'm not like very you know gung ho. But for fifteen team leagues, yeah, fire him up. I agree with you. I think fifteen team leagues is deep enough to do it. But had a good strikeout rate in the minor leagues, thirty uh, percent. But he doesn't throw fat. He doesn't throw hard. He relies a little bit more on deception. And that's where you kind of wonder, that doesn't always translate. Well, you have the Nestor Cortezes of the world, but then you also have the... Uh, uh, Kyle Hendricks this year. No, 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 no. no. Um, I have a perfect comparison that for Oakland. Um, his name just dropped. Oh, Ken Waldachuk. Ken Waldachuk, yeah. who also doesn't throw hard and relies on deception. And he's getting obliterated. And it's out of the rotation already. Plus, um, he's, you know, home ballpark. Yeah. It's a tough so, Exactly. So Andrew Abbott, I think if you can sell him his name and his first start right away, uh, I would definitely try to shoot for the moon and see what you can get. I don't think he's going to be somebody that you're going to be having on your team all season. I think he's going to, for this year, I think he's going to be end up being mostly a streamer in 10 or 12 team leagues. So that, that's look at I would that look picture at. too. He's 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 got a little bit of fat around that. Of course, side. you're going to talk about somebody's weight, Doc. Like it has an impact with somebody's pitching. CC Sabathia, Alec, Alec Manoa. Are we going to say that <laughs> has an impact in this, this year? Well, what does CC Sabathia had done if they had a pitch clock? I uh, I don't know. I mean, CC's a workhorse, man. CC would have lost weight, man. I think CC would have lost weight. I do. Do we think that's part of the reason why Lance Lynn is struggling this year? Yeah, absolutely. Can't rule it out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and he's older too. On top of it, yeah. I, come on, Lance Lynn is. What about I, David I, Wells? Would David Wells have been as good? <laughs> Shout out David Wells, perfect game. But yeah, dude, that guy was fatter than I, my dad. I mean, you would have done well though. You got to think about how these guys like would take these huge breaths, gear up for each pitch. You got a minute in between each pitches. You can really rest yourself and get your breath back for one one effort if you have 15 seconds 20 seconds that's nothing that's nothing that yeah i think i think some of these people who aren't in as good a physical shape yeah i think that's a big contributor i'm not going to say it is for each one of them but uh for lynn and manoa it's i can't really yeah last thing on manoa i saw something on twitter today i wish i could remember the handle because i would shout him out he did a good job but he 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 had a side-by-side video where now Manoa throws five pitches this year, where last year he only would have gotten in two. Oh, it's that it's uh, I think like John Barry or something. Maybe yeah, I, I can't even recall, but yeah, it was a really good breakdown. I saw, of I that. saw that video. Yeah. yeah, man, it's just it's it's a different ball game, literally. So I like how the the Blue Jays try to like put like a spin on it. They're like he gets to hang out with uh, Ryu, like Ryu really <laughs> helped him in his rookie year. Yeah, they show them like next to each other at the complex. I'm like, that's not a good look, dude. That that was like beyond a demotion. They sent him to freaking rookie ball. Like I, I don't remember seeing anything like that. Well, he what, what's at the complex is all of the the science behind it, where they can yeah. tape him, they can put all of the things on him, the pressure on the ball, everything, and just kind of see like what's going on and start from scratch. So we'll see. Is Alec Manoa? Is he is he uh, fixable or Ricky Romero vibes? Mm. Let's get him a dietitian. See what happens. I just don't think he he took it seriously. I think sometimes you rely too much on your natural talent and you don't work. Like you see people going to driveline baseball. You see people getting in the in really good shape. You see people working and tweaking, you know, certain things, whether it's adding, you know, pitches or, you know, changing the usage of pitches or guys, you know, sometimes 
looking to fall more towards the first base side, third base side. Like there's all these different things people play with. I never heard anything like that from him. No, he came out swam. I mean, he was excellent. He was so good at it. Like, you know, he went up. to West Virginia. What do you expect? He's a partier. <laughs> Doc always gives the best information. Yeah, he's he's used to drinking and just throwing. I mean, get away. Have you ever with- been to Morgantown? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Spencer Ramsey. <laughs> I'm sure doesn't watch this podcast. Let's talk about AJ Smith Shaver of the Atlanta Braves coming up uh, pretty much out of nowhere. I, I think he was in a high A ball, got a taste in double A, and they already brought him up to the big leagues and only pitched in one game so far, two and a third innings, no hits, no runs, a walk and three strikeouts in that game. Uh, pretty much just to put an emphasis on it, he's basically pitched 35 innings. Um, and most of them have been the 33 that he's pitched across three minor league stops uh, over the far, over this season. Obviously, the two and a third innings with only two swinging strikes in his first start here for the or first game for the Braves. He's expected to actually get a start, I believe, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken here, Elsie. Um, AJ Smith Shaver, I've seen people actually really high on him. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would spend a lot of fab, but I am intrigued. What are your thoughts? I mean, I my thoughts are one. I want. I really want to see that start before. You know, I think it's tomorrow or Saturday. I'm not sure. It's against the Nationals, a team that doesn't strike out a lot. I want to see how his strikeouts go in that. Um, yeah, like you said, he uh, he he hasn't given hasn't doesn't have a huge track record. He's been at three levels already this year, but uh, you know he people can't help but but throw out, you know, these fantastic uh, comparisons with him, you know, is he this, is he this year's strider? Is he, is he this year's this or that? Let's see how he does against the nationals. I think, you know, he has, he has four pitches, um, throws them, uh, throws the four seam most of the time slider curve. He didn't throw the changeup in his first, uh, first time up, but the changeup is a, his fourth offering faced a lot of lefties. In, in his first time up, uh, six out of the eight batters he faced were lefties. Still uh, gave got three Ks in two and a third innings and only gave up uh, the one walk. That was the only base runner he had. So definitely came up and looked ready to face major league hitting. Um, I want to see how it how it how he have how he does in his first start. You know, uh, the 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 projections on him are pretty pretty mos- modest. Twenty three to twenty five percent K percentage for the rest of the season. With about a four-five ERA, I don't know the projections from here on out. He could beat those, but they're you know, right now he's kind of you know he's kind of uh, an unknown quantity to me. What do you guys think? I'm with you. I think I need to see his first start. I'm definitely not too high on him, but I liked him better kind of in the role of coming in for two or three innings. I felt like that could have been more useful. Obviously also it's easier to pitch when they're only seeing you once, but making that type of leap, the Braves did it with Michael Harris last year. It worked out really well. Uh, and I believe they're one of the more aggressive teams with their prospects. And if they see somebody they think deserves it, uh, I definitely am taking notice. I just don't think luckily he gets his start before fab runs, but I haven't picked him up in any leagues where I can just use the waiver wire. Um, They're also decimated by injuries with pitching. Yeah, they are. But it's interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on how he does after his first start, and we'll uh, we'll touch base on that then. Doc, you're a Tommy Henry guy. You claimed that you're the Tommy Henry guy, so this fits right in your wheelhouse. Talking about him, 
on the season, just over 45 innings, a 4.37 ERA and 27 strikeouts. Had a 2.87 ERA in May before he kind of blew up a little bit in his first June start two days ago. Um, but he did have seven scoreless innings and seven strikeouts to start before that against Colorado. The Arizona Diamondbacks are in first place in the NLS, believe it or not, ahead of the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants. It's, it's actually pretty crazy. Tommy Henry, Doc, you are the Tommy Henry Risper. Is he somebody that we should actually be taking seriously? You know what? He had a rough start against the Nationals, and if he had a second rough start, he got his his uh, second one pushed back to Monday. I was going to concede to Marty, so I would have admitted I was wrong. But with only one start, that gets canceled. Um, Tommy Henry, I like him. You know, the uh, David, as you mentioned, the Diamondbacks are first place in the NL West, and the uh, expected metrics match the actual ERA, 4.27 XERA to 4.37. He doesn't have a lot of swing and miss. The seven strikeouts was a season high for him, but he's averaging 5.3 per nine. And his fastball is very below average, tops out about 91 miles per hour, and has a 328 batting average against. But what makes him really good is his second, third, and fourth pitches, change, curve, and slider, a 189, a 163, and a 190 batting average against. If he could rely a little less on the fastball, which he throws about 51% of the time, I think he'd get more swings and misses, but I think that is partially what sets up his other um, uh, the other pitches in his arsenal. I'm keeping him. The Diamondbacks I don't think are going to change. I think they like him having uh, being better than Dre Jamison and Ryan Nelson in the rotation, but I'm tempering my expectations a little bit. Do you have him in our home league, Doc? Uh, I don't. You're a fraud then. I, I, I mean, who could I drop? I just have so many studs. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll drop him for Bryce Miller, who's gotten me negative 36th and since. Oh, uh, you're foreshadowing a later segment, Doc. So <laughs> just hold on to that. Um, let's talk about most added across fantasy leagues over the last week. And your guy, Tommy Henry, Doc, as of when I wrote this up uh, or when I wrote this down yesterday afternoon, he did lead the list. At added in 47% of leagues, Andrew Abbott, AJ Smith Shaver, Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz would be number one if he wasn't already so highly rostered going into the week. Um, so that's why he's not number one at this point. He's already 89% rostered. Braxton Garrett, Spencer Steer, Brian De La Cruz, and Willie Castro um, are in the most added. Now, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Has there ever been a pitcher that the week before was the most added? player and then the very next week was the most dropped player in Mike Soroka because he was in the other section number one last week Mike Soroka was know. ask ask Art Art and I had a nice little discussion off air earlier this week about Mike Soroka yeah Art was saying he's like I can't believe I missed that you said uh that he doesn't think he has value and we're going back and forth and like 12 hours later he gets optioned he gets dropped yeah he gets yeah. optioned like 12 hours later I'm like I'm like, yeah, man, you got to give him a chance. You got to give him a chance. And then like 12 hours, I couldn't even wake up the next day without him being in the minor and, leagues. And the best part is Art text me. He's like, I'm surprised you didn't rub it in as much. I was like, oh, I didn't know until you said, but I'm going to bring it up on the show now. Oh, yeah. Mike Soroka, love the story. Just he ain't ready right now. Dropped in 22% of leagues. Jacob DeGrom, unfortunately, out yet. for the year. Uh, he, you can drop him in any redraft leagues. Chris Morrell uh, did some darlings on this list, man. Chris Morrell, Brent Rooker, Graham Ashcraft, Bryce Miller, Jaron Duran, all guys we've talked about so highly over the last few weeks, just draw kick to the curb. 
that that's fantasy baseball in a nutshell. It's such a weekly thing. You got to burn and churn. And just when you think some of these guys are someone you can hold on rest of season, I thought Jaron Duran was someone you're going to have on your team rest of the year. Uh, that was someone on that list that really same with Brent Rooker too. Like Brent Rooker, I thought would at least give you enough power, even if it, if he wasn't hitting as consistently, uh, just guys are just burning out and you drop them from your team. And that's uh that's that list there. Um, and then lastly, going to the team schedules next week, the Yankees, the Brewers and the New York Mets play five games. Everybody else plays six or seven. So if you can see the graphic, you can see what the schedule looks like. But if you're on the podcast version, Yankees, Brewers and Mets play five. All right, LC, it is time to bring out your dead. And I did see that it looked like there were a lot of people that were hurting uh, this yeah. past week in fantasy baseball. A lot of people hurting in fantasy baseball. That's why the triple play fantasy boys, most like most me, but you know, I got to get these other guys muscle sometimes to help drag the cart to the dead, to the death pits at the end of the, at the end of the segments, you know, the cart's hard to push with the, with all the bodies we've been having on the here lately. This week we have a, a bunch of people. Thanks you guys for, uh, for answering my tweet and for, for giving me the, the, the segments on bring out your dead we're here. We're here for some catharsis, and we got a lot to go around. We're going to start. I want to start with, with Doc traded for Bryce Miller, negative thirty six and two starts. You know, Doc. I just want to say something to you. We spent, you know, it, it, it was so upsetting to David that we like hijacked half of our show that trade last week, uh, or two weeks ago, and it was. And, and it was one of one of the funnest shows we had in a while. And so we were we we piled on you. And if Bryce Miller stinks and Sandy stinks, there's not a chance that we're going to apologize for like hijacking half of a week of show, picking on you for that trade. So uh, so uh, Doc, this is this is the whole catharsis you can. You, you know what I want to put out on this trade too. Art lost in our home league because of a JD Martinez home run on Sunday night baseball. The second time he lost a matchup by a Dodger Sunday night home run. That's brutal. Sunday night baseball home run. So he alone won because if he had Bryce Miller and not JD, he would have lost. So he won the trade, actually. I hate you so much. It's 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 really hard, huh? Hard looking at your stupid face every week on this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was Doc talking about Bryce Miller. Real sports talk coming in here with Manny Machado and Julio Rodriguez are killing me. I'm loaded in there. My two worst players as of right now. The uh, I think the the fundamentals of those two are going to come back around. J-Rod actually is his batted ball quality is just a little bit worse than it was last season. So I think, you know, just regression is going to help you real sports talk. And if those are your two worst guys, you're probably sitting up there in the standings and, 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 uh, and feeling quite good. Enrique, who has the wonderful uh, Twitter handle, Mr. Sack four talks about Manoa, Lynn, Ronzi, Jimenez, all on the same team. I feel you. I feel you. That's why I, uh, I went and searched Twitter for an answer for you. And Matt Williams, our old friend Matt Williams from NBC Sports Edge or whatever it's called now talks about it looks like Ronzi Contreras went in Manoa all over the place today. That was <laughs> yesterday. Whoa, what a, what a game. Uh, Marty also having trouble with Ronzi, one of his favorites coming into the season. He's had some good starts, but uh, but that was a brutal one. Uh, 
He dropped me 13 and a half places in the triple players ball. Wow. Not, not, not places, sorry. Uh, categories. 13 and a half categories. Still in first. Maybe second now, but <laughs> 13 and a half. I was devastated. Let's get a standings check and, on. And Yahoo we just put infinity. It put infinity <laughs> in all of the categories for him. I had no idea. Like, how bad is that? It's bad. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. David? I thought you guys were going to say something. No, I, um, I'm, I was listening. Yeah, uh, we have just some dude whose who's Twitter handle is I am a rooster man. Makes me think of that uh, Allison Chain song. Who's coming with me on this one? Here they come to stuff the rooster. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Nobody? That's what happens when you make a show with young kids. No one knows Allison Chains anymore. <laughs> I know Allison Chains. I know Allison Good. Oh yeah! I no. listen to uh, we uh when me and my buddy uh at work we when we hoop we uh I guess like always on when we're playing ball. Yeah, you got that grunge music's not bad, not bad workout music, not bad for sports, not bad at all. Rooster Man talks about Gunner and uh, Harris. You know, um, Michael Harris. Hopefully, good sign. Turn it around. Game winning home run last night. Uh, so he had just coming off of a four for 31 slump fingers crossed on that, that it is starting to turn around for him really hurting his owners this season. So far, it was only his third home run of the season. So, uh, hopefully rooster man, that's your boy. He's coming around for you. Got some more people over here. John Mack talking about Ahmed Rosario. I'm feeling you. Ahmed, though, however, has some good batted ball quality. He has a good hard hit rate. <laughs> All he has to do is start hitting the ball in the air. Come on, Ahmed, start bringing it around. Get that, uh, get some BABIP on your side. Um, but I do like one Cleveland baseball fan who tweeted, I don't know if anyone on the planet loves hitting into a double play more than Ahmed Rosario. That was one hour ago. So, John Mack. Uh, hopefully that gives you some uh, – the Cleveland fans don't like him either. James B. talking about Vlad Jr. Vlad Jr.'s uh, – his OPS pretty close to what it was last season. However, I understand what you're talking about. You're sitting there in like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth place, and you're looking at your roster and what is going to get you up. It, what's going to get you up is if Vlad Jr. goes on one of those months or two months where he's amazing or one of those other guys starts turning it up. I got a few teams – where I'm waiting for my studs to start acting like studs. So, James, good luck with Vlad on that. But uh, all in all, he's hitting pretty close to last season. Uh, we also got uh, Jesus' dad, Darius Rucker. Uh, that's, his, <laughs> that's the name on the tw Twitter. Uh, uh, so, Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish. Darius, I only want to be with you. And I, I feel sorry for you and Gunner. Henderson and I recently couldn't stomach Eugenio Suarez anymore. What's up with Seattle? Seattle's offense is uh, garbage. Gunner also hit a home run today. Thankfully for all who celebrate Gunner Henderson. Funny fa fun fact about his home run today: twenty nine out of thirty ballparks uh, would that would have been a home run. The only ballpark not a home run: Baltimore. Thank goodness they were on the road today. Mm -hmm. So Tim at the Willis last, but not least 
talking about been good at cleaning out his roster. He's got to do it. Got to churn and burn. But Tim Anderson, Jeff McNeil, and up until recently, Chris Bryant been giving him the tremors. Tim Anderson, tough. That's a tough one, too. He's not really hitting McNeil, not hitting KB. Mm, I don't even know if he's playing. What is going on with KB? Tough road for those. But, Tim, hopefully you've got that roster churned and you've been able to manage. we got these bodies up on the Boyd. Bring out your dead cart. And uh, we're going to take them off to the pits. All right. Definitely a lot of people heard. And, um, the chat was going nuts uh, during <laughs> <laughs> During the ring out your dead, uh, uh, buddy, uh, Z2 says, Willie Adamas feels dead to me. So he's, uh, add Willie Adamas to that list. Uh, he, he had also, a, he had a home run today or yesterday. I think it was, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, Shane Bieber could be on this list right now. He could be an Astro by the end of the year. I think he'll be an Oriole. He'll be somewhere. The, or the, the guardians are definitely trying to trade him. Uh, I think I I remember hearing that he has the fourth lowest swinging strike rate of qualified starters this season. It, it, Doc, you're on mute. I think he didn't get a strikeout until like the fifth inning yesterday. It's crazy for a guy that was one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball just a few years ago. It's not like a velocity thing either. Um. Boris <laughs> says you're scaring the pretty, the, the, scaring away the pretty single women. But he did say, "Bring out your dead; we'll bring them back." Oh man, I love Forrest in the chat. Forrest is hilarious, and uh, always in Toby and um, Vinny's yes. features. Allison Chains drop. Yes. Oh yeah. All right, let's talk. Um, I always forget who we want to go next here because you two just are, do such a good job. It's like which one? What do we want to start with first? Uh, we can Doc, start with the, we can start with Marty. Yeah, let's let's do Marty's pitching. Uh, two start pitchers next. Ah, uh, yes, my favorite segment. All right, two start pitchers coming up here for June twelfth through the eighteenth. Today's going to be a little bit different. I'm gonna I'm gonna need some uh crowd participation whether you guys in the chat and of course you guys here my uh, fellow tpf brothers mm-hmm. starting with the no doubters as always spencer strider had a tough day today look at look at those thighs it doesn't matter he's a no oh, doubter really, baby. look at that i mean spencer strider at detroit versus colorado doesn't get much better than that uh zach wheeler at arizona at oakland those are the two no doubters yeah those are juicy for the ne- for these next two, so the should starts and the take a seats. As of right now, there is no risky business people in the category. So what we're gonna do over these next two, over the should starts and the take a seats, yell out people in the chat, my team here. Who do you think should be a, a risky business? And, l- and let's let's make a little. And Doc, you can't say Papa Lopez because that's a, <laughs> a pop out answer. We can't. I won't allow it. <laughs> but no, uh, today's it was it was a different um, different kind of week here. So here's my should start pitchers for next week. Merrill Kelly versus the Phillies versus the Guardians. Logan Webb at the Cardinals at the Dodgers. Tyler Glass now, welcome back, you beautiful, beautiful man. At Oakland, at San Diego. John Gray versus the Angels versus the Blue Jays. Charlie Morton at Detroit versus Colorado. Chris Bassett at Baltimore at Texas. Joe Musgrove versus the uh, Cleveland Guardians and then the uh, Rays. Logan Gilbert versus Miami versus the White Sox. Jesus Lazardo at Seattle at Washington. And then lastly, Pablo Lopez, two really good matchups here versus Milwaukee versus Detroit. 
One who are we moving over to risky business, bad. y'all? Who, who, who's uh, taking the, the leap over to hang out with Tom Cruise for the next week? I think there's a glaring one here. I'm not sure if, if you guys agree. Elsie and Doc, is there who stands out to you? Um, this is kind of a gut one for me, and it's Chris Bassett. Uh, Chris mm. Bassett has kind of been a Jekyll and Hyde pitcher this year, and, and who knows what we're going to get first game off the paternity list. But two road matchups when he has a 4.43 road ERA as opposed to a 2.18 home ERA. Like, I get why you put him on the should start, but I think that's um, I think that's kind of a risky business. At Texas is tough. Chris Bassett at, was one of the ones I was going back and forth with. At, at Texas and at Baltimore, too. Yeah, at Baltimore. They're good, too. So Forrest says he thinks Musgrove is the one he wouldn't trust here, and Toby says he's not trusting Merrill Kelly. Um, he wants him to do bad one time so you can trade for him. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I think John Gray, even though he's pitched really well lately, oh, has tough, tough matchups. The Angels oh, in Toronto uh, at home. Um, if the if if it's if it's open, that's a hitter's ballpark. That's a home run park. That's a tough matchups. Those are tough. I I, I feel you on on Bassett at Texas, Musgrove with Tampa Bay. Also also that's a that's a tough matchup. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I hear I feel you, Marty. This is kind of tough. I I would I would be comfortable with most of these. And with Chris Bassett uh, specifically here, because I'm looking, I, I I was looking for people to put in the risky business, but he just came off with I think eight strong innings versus the Astros. So that's kind of I was like, uh, we'll just did you did, you did you hear the story out of this? No. So um, he was at like 79 pitches through eight, and then he saw Jordan was up. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm okay getting pulled. I know he kills me." <laughs> yeah, I said, he's like, "Yeah, have you seen the number his numbers against me? Yeah, I'm cool with it. I did read about that. That's funny." Yeah, and and like I think the game before that, he like tried to pitch as fast as he could because his wife was in labor. I mean, how can you not root for that guy? Yeah. Um, I would love to hear D. Mendy's glaring, my glaring weakness. No, no I, I actually I'm going to take it back because I was going to say Logan Webb because I remember him in the beginning of the season. He was giving up a ton of runs, and then I actually remember seeing his last start. He didn't do well in Colorado, but then I was just yeah. looking at his most recent starts. He's actually been really good. Um, yeah, but I just had, like I said, the, I had the percentage is crazy. I just had the the most recent start just glaring in my head and thinking like he hadn't been as good recently. But it's yeah, also it's also muscle memory for you to just trash Logan Webb like you did prior to the season. I didn't trash Logan Webb. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Demon hates gingers. That's what it is. One of those players you never draft, but that doesn't mean you hate him. You you called him an SP4. <laughs> That's what he is, in my opinion. Whoa. In my opinion. Anywho, all right. So let's let's hop over to the take a seats here. And I want to know who who should be bumped up to a risky business. Starting with Dan Dunning versus the Angels versus the Blue Jays. Dean Kremer versus Toronto uh, Blue Jays at the Chicago Cubs. Taiwan Walker at Arizona at Oakland. Aaron Savale at the Padres at the Diamondbacks. Garrett Whitlock versus Colorado versus the Yanks, two home starts. Tyler Anderson at Texas at KC. Rowenzi Contreras, rest in peace, buddy, at the Cubs at Milwaukee. Matthew Lipitor, who I wasted money on in TGFBI, thanks for nothing, versus the Giants at the Mets. Zach Granke versus Cincy versus the Angels. Reese Olsen um, at Minnesota, and he has a second start, but I deleted it. What is it? Hold on one second here, folks. Art, make sure you cut this in post. 
um, versus, uh, versus the Braves at Minnesota. So, yeah, definitely take a You don't there. even like him enough to put his second matchup on there. No, I, just, I missed his first one versus the Braves. I you know I was trying to do him a favor. Hopefully he gets cut for that one so it doesn't. Anyway, Zach Davies versus Philly versus Cleveland. Connor Siebold at Boston at the Braves. James Caprillion versus Tampa Bay versus the Philadelphia Phillies. Hogan Harris versus the Rays versus Philly. Luis Severino at the Mets at Boston. Jameson Tyone versus Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Patrick Corbin, your boy Doc, at Houston versus Miami. Chase Anderson at the Red Sox at the Braves. And last, last but not least, my boy Lance Lynn at the Doyers at the Mariners. Those are my take of seats. Who, who are we bumping up to maybe? Who do you feel comfortable that you could say to our listeners, you might want to play this guy? I, I can't even say anyone on this list. Bump as a uh, force is bumpkin first teamers. Um, Taiwan Walker has juicy matchups, but you can't trust him. Taiwan Walker was really good his last start too, though. Yeah, but then the start before that, he walked like four and three innings. He was the I, last guy I looked up before this. Five oh seven FIP, four point seven X FIP. His K percentage. 19.5 while his walk percentage is 10.7 I, I like severino a little bit nah Ooh. that velo is down mm-hmm. other it's than dropping like it's hot how, how far down i know i know the dodgers lit him up i didn't think that was too too white 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 what Sox got white Sox got to him for six today what today. why do you got aaron savale on this list you're just saying that because you love him. You, you like tell him. me why should he be a risky business, Marty? Did you you see his ERA on the season? And uh, I think he had a really good it, start today, if I'm not mistaken, too. I think he. Uh, I'm Make pulling... the case, brother. Okay, this is your time to shine. I'm. You know what? This is going to be a double thing here because not only am I making a case because he's pitching well, but he also because he's a friend of the podcast, <laughs> and uh, he still watches my Instagram stories when I post them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that was posted on Baseball Savant. If I if I would have known, you would have got you know you'd have been. You guys Aaron, still talk about? Do you guys still talk about chicken recipes? <laughs> no, nah, he's too busy during the season to cook. So. A- <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's he too does- busy to cook right now. But he'll do it later. He does still watch my Instagram stories, and when I said go win the Cy Young this season, he liked my message. So, uh, let's let's see. So. On the season, uh, uh, he has a two three four ERA, and uh, expected ERA, or you know. Well, I'm trying to see how many games he's played because I know he missed some time. Uh, in twenty, he had twenty three point one innings, I think, going into this start. So he's pitched about thirty innings so far this season. Obviously, it's a small sample size, but you look at that. They just cut Zach Plesac. Um, They also, obviously, Shane Bieber's on the trading block. I think he's going to get a chance to continually pitch into games is the way he's going. He's always been a, a guy that is mixing up his arsenal. Is always looking to get better. And on uh, that note, does that scare you that his um, strikeout percentage is a career low, 17.1, while the average starting pitcher strikeout percentage is 22.1 right now? His is 17.1. I looked up his expected ERA is 4.42. Yeah. I mean – First, and at the Padres, who we just talked about, are kind of coming back. At Arizona, who's been a good offense. Oh, it's hard to say. Fire him up. Maybe a 15 team if you're feeling, you know, you're feeling yourself. But Savale's career K rate is 22%. It's not like it was like upper 20s. And he, he no, it went from average to bad. 
Yeah, but again, it's still got a 5.7% walk rate. Uh, expected ERA 4.43, but he doesn't give up. He doesn't give up that many hard hit balls. 88, right around expe- uh, average and exit velocity, right around average max EV. Uh, batting average, expected batting average against 282. Um, expected slug 431. Again, a little bit higher than average, but we're not. Aaron Savale is not a 2.31 ERA pitcher. You know, Aaron Savale is uh, like a, a mid threes ERA pitcher. So there is room for some regression here and him to still be a serviceable player for your team. I don't think he's a take a seat player. Number seven, WRC plus Arizona. So they're a top 10 offense. And I would say San Diego, although their overall team numbers right now don't reflect that in the last couple weeks, they they've really fired it up. Hey, I want to see you, David. I want to see, do you have him in the league? If so, you need the stardom. You need, I you need don't, but I should sent- to our boy put in the discord i need to see it i'm trying to look up when you look up wrc pluses do you do on the season or over the last few weeks fan graphs last two weeks okay so you're you're doing recent data okay that's that's what i would have done too um so they're number seven over the last two weeks against right-handed pitching diamondbacks okay well we will see um Again, I, I I got trust in my. I'm not saying he's going to do well in both starts. I want I, I want to see an. Inst, uh, I need you to DM him. Say hey, bro. You know I got you. I'm, I'm going to do it right now on the show, man. I'm going to do it right now on the show, just for you. I'm going to show the message on screen. It would be great if he responded while we're still live. That'd be amazing. There's no way he's up right, now, or there's no way he's uh. What do you mean? There's no way he just pitched. He's probably decompressing by looking at his phone now. Yeah, he's you know he's in he's in the ice you know in an ice bath just thinking about you. Let me shout out his brother Nick Savali, who's also Nick. Nick Savali is the boy. While the David boy? does that, oh uh, uh, wait, what, what should I say to him? I'll be like, uh, I'll be like, hey, hey, bro, great. I'm uh, no good at thirst tweets. I'm no, I don't know. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Crushing hey, bro. it. I said, uh, just talked about you on the show. Did you check us? What's cooking? Good looking. Before you say he crushed it, he's like, I gave up eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know. But last time you did great. Um, I'm gonna say, okay uh, hey bro, talking about your performance the last few games on the podcast. Uh, keep crushing it. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think you're gonna have an awesome week against Arizona and San Diego. I love that. This is why David has friends and I don't. <laughs> right? Yeah, he really goes off on a, out on a limb there. He go, he goes, and he reaches out, and he sends words of support. I just wait for people to screw up, and I send, and I send, uh, um, um, crap talking tweets. Uh, that's what that's the beautiful thing about two star pitchers. It starts off with that. To now, we're personally DMing him to suddenly give him congratulations on a good day. And forever. Um, but yeah, those are the, the you know what's funny is what, what if he responds during the show? I'll let you guys know if he does. I'll bet you I will I'll, boop, I'll put him in the risky business if he responds before the show. I'm gonna done. bet money that he sees it and doesn't answer, which uh, to be honest, I don't know. I don't yeah, know if gonna, I would and, and then totally David agrees with business. Marty after he gets put on red. <laughs> nah, Aaron Savali always has my heart, man. I even if he just puts me on red, I'll still uh, shout him out for the risky business. I didn't know he was part of the TPF family. I had no idea. I would have never. Their game just ended. Uh, I just saw Toby put in the chat that uh, their game just ended. Was it uh, 20 minutes ago? David hasn't paid half a, attention to half the things that we've said. 
I mean, probably not. I, I, I'm looking at too many stuff. But yeah, two star <laughs> pitchers. We're getting off topic. It's something that doesn't even matter right now. All right. Well, with that, let's go to the doctor's office. As I'm the professional that is going to transition. And look, I'm not going to hide. Last couple weeks, the results have been shaky. Last week, a one and two record, 4.74 ERA, 1.31 with 14 Ks and 19 innings. You know, it's just tough. It's a tough landscape for pitching, especially when it's less than 50% owned in ESPN leagues. But we're going to correct it this week. I'm feeling good. Andrew Abbott owned in 14.2% of ESPN leagues in his debut, as we talked about, six innings pitched, one hit, which was in the fifth inning, zero zero earned, four walks, and six Ks. Three of those walks came in the first inning, so probably had a little bit of nerves. Now, when you look at his K minus walk percentage in 2023, in AA it was 58.9%, and in AAA, 25.8%. So love those strikeout numbers. And the Cardinals have scored five or less runs in 13 games. They have been dropping like it's hot, except they're not. So I feel confident with Mr. Abbott. Next, Yusei Kikuchi owned in 19.9% of ESPN leagues. He has a 237 BA against him at and a 3.00 ERA at home. Fun fact, Vlad Jr. does not have a home run yet at Rogers Center this year. So it's kind of turned into a pitcher's ballpark. And when you look at Yusei Kikuchi, he has 12 starts on the year. And four of them have been really where he struggled. 66% of his earned runs have come in 33% of his games. And they were tough matchups. Three on the road at Boston, at the Angels, second start of the season, at Tampa Bay, and then versus Atlanta at home. And he gets to face a Twins team that, as of recording this, have lost five in a row and still lead the major leagues in strikeouts. And Kikuchi just came off an eight-strikeout game against the Mets. Last one, Griffin Door Canning, owned in 4.3% of ESPN leagues. His last three games have been pretty impressive, 19 innings, four earned, 18-4, to K to walk. He's throwing the slider more this year, throwing the changeup more, less reliant on the fastball, not having the velocity that he once did. And the theme here is picking on teams that have just been struggling. The Mariners have scored 22 runs over their last eight games, so not even averaging three runs a game. So those are my pitching streamers for this take weekend. A, take a look at Forrest in the chat. <laughs> I think that fits you pretty well. The booby doctor from Good Luck Chuck <laughs> and Artiste. Fun pack is the news. It's funny. Um I don't like ever starting Griffin Canning, even in, in potentially the right matchups, Doc. I've streamed him twice this year, and he's been good for me. He Last is time. risky, though. He he is somebody I would never own for a long period of time, but I have no problem streaming if I feel like it's a good matchup or if you need to get 10 in. The Joe, uh, so, uh, Toby says Joe Adele hype just hit a bo- just hit a bomb. He's, is he still in uh is he tri- is in triple a right now or is they call him back up uh he just homered tonight uh with the angels oh Get so he, they, we'll see how long that lasts but i guess the hype will, will he'll be talked about on a lot of pods maybe he'll be on the show next week he'll in the rundown i didn't realize he just got called up uh forrest does agree with you doc he likes the canning over 
and Savali yeah, should be in the risky business section. Um, Marty, do you want to go ahead and talk to us about Marty's party? Only oh if gosh. you DM Aaron Zavala. Say, hey, dude, I think you're doing really well. I, I think you're risky business next week. I think I think he would really enjoy that. <laughs> well, I already yeah, DM'd him once. So <laughs> we can give him a, a double shot. All right, Marty's party. Again, guys, I'm going to need your help. I, I, I'm jammed up. I don't know who to invite. I, I, I have three guys. They're all good dudes. Some of them are new. Some of them, you know, I've thought about inviting before. I just, I need some help. So can you, can you guys help me here? Uh, starting with Luke Rayleigh versus the Rangers here. Yo, this dude's been sneaky good. Uh, Tampa Bay, best offense in baseball. Um, Luke has a first base and outfield eligible. Only 28% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Over his 160 plate appearances, he has 11 home runs, 7 stolen bases, 28 runs, and 25 RBI, slashing 257, 348. Yes, a 348 OBP and a 934 slug. Three games at home versus Texas. And if we just hop over to um, – you guys you guys are uh, bored, you know, uh, our listeners. Go take a look at his baseball savant page. He's barreling the ball at an insane rate. It's brick red all across, max, max exit velocity, you name it. He's, he's crushing the ball when he gets out there. But three games at home versus Texas. He's playing almost nearly every day. Number two, the ghost of Jake Bowers. Do you guys remember Jake Bowers maybe three, four years ago on the Guardians? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom remembers. I thought he was going to be good, man. I remember drafting him in that inf- in my infamous 10-team league, and uh, he, he was a quick drop <laughs> in 2018 or 19, whenever that was. Um, but he's back on the Yanks. Jake Bowers, uh, outfielder, only 2% rostered. Doc, he can't hit lefties. He he can't hit lefties. He's one of he's one of those guys like the other who was a Jake Fraley. I yelled at who can't hit lefties. This yep. is a, Bowers cannot hit lefties. But luckily, all three games this week or this weekend are at home versus the Red Sox, and he's playing only righties. So he's got three righties on there and seventy plate appearances versus righties. He has five home runs, eleven RBIs, and ten walks. He's slashing two forty one, three forty three, eight ninety five. 90th percentile max exit velocity. So when he does get a hold of the ball, he hits it pretty far there. Jake Bowers. Um, yeah, I, I don't hate him here against the Red Sox. And then lastly, Jesus Sanchez, Miami outfielder, 7% rostered. Since returning from the IL, he's 10 for his last 29 with three home runs, a 404 OBP, a 655 slug, three games at the Chicago White Sox versus that brutal pitching staff. Um, brutal, like in a bad way. They suck. Luke, Jake, or Jesus. Doc, who, who would you invite? I, I need some help here. Yeah, you know, this is tough. No, nothing jumped out at me right away. Um, I don't think Jake Bowers, it sounds like he's hurt you in the past. That also is very similar to Jake Berger, and you already invited Jake Berger to the party. Um <laughs> Did you said, see when Jake Berger was playing Michael King and it said Burger King on the? Yeah, yeah that was I cool. did. That was I did. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's Jesus Sanchez. I feel like he's he's on a hot stretch. Marty wants to take advantage of that. It's like when somebody has a run of popularity and you want to you want to latch on. And he's playing <laughs> at the White Sox, so it's like, hey, let's latch on to your popularity and take down somebody I don't like. You know, I did try to um, get him in um, in Fab last week. I didn't. I didn't. He went for like fifty six bucks. So I threw a cool sixteen on it. Wasn't even close. D. Mendy, who do you think? I actually really like a lot of the ones in your party this week. Like I saw Jake Bowers is hitting five for the Yankees. 
Uh, at least in the first game of their doubleheader, he was. And he had two hits in that game. Luke Raley's been absolutely crushing it for the... Uh, he's on the Rays, right? Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had a brain fart. And Jesus Sanchez for the Marlins has also been uh, playing... Re- like, all three guys have been really hitting well. Uh, I think I'd go Luke Raley, but it's not by much. I, I think all three guys for the first time are well-deserving to be in the party. It's like Jesus. you have, like... It's like you have. Three, hey, Marty, you suck at this. It's like you have three tens <laughs> that are trying to come into your actual party, like three girls that are tens line up, and you're like, man, like all of you are beautiful, and I can only have one of you in. It's like I, I don't know who you would pick. I guess if you're a, do you like blondes, Marty? Do you like redheads, brunettes? Like that's I'm to not, me, that's what it comes down to. I'm a brunette kind of guy um, from here on out. Elsie, Art, what, what do we think, man? Um. Jake Bowers can sit on something and rotate for all the pain <laughs> in my life. I actually, I actually Art, saw Art him. DM'd him on Instagram, but it wasn't very nice. I actually <laughs> saw him starting to play, and I'm like, oh, God, do I have to consider Jake Bowers? He was with Tampa Bay before the Guardians. It's true. It's true. He was. You're can't right. I can't remember who Tampa Bay, because they traded, the Guardians traded. Yeah, they hoodwinked him. somebody. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. The Guardians traded for him. I can't remember who they traded for. Probably, no, I can't remember who they traded for him. But I, but yeah, the reason we wanted him on the Guardians was because he had been decent for Tampa Bay before that. I was all about him on the Guardians. He was terrible the whole time. Jesus Sanchez, love, love coming uh, at the end of last season. Craig Mish comes on Fantasy Baseball Beat. Talk about Sanchez coming in out of shape. In 2022, 2023 looks ready to go. But for my money, I like Luke Rayleigh. Uh, that boy just hits right-handers, and he is awesome, and I feel like he'd be fun at a party. It's interesting in the chat, too. Uh, right now, Toby said he would take Rayleigh all day, and then Forrest is kind of mixed between Sanchez or Rayleigh, but he says Sanchez slightly because he should play more. I mean, I'm, I'm really at a standstill. You know what, David? I'm going to go with you. If three tens show up to your party, you don't pick one of them. You let them all in. Nah. They're all coming this week. Welcome to the party, guys. It's going to be that's a rager, a, bro. It's going to be a, a curve. Rager. That's a curve. Um, you can't turn down three tens. Can, can and I, also, and uh, Toby's asking to uh, also invite Ryan Nada if he gets a chance. Ooh, getting at Ryan Nada at Milwaukee this weekend. I don't hate it. Can I break some news that's probably not surprising? What? Eloy Jimenez left the game tonight. Son of a... Jesus. What? Say, let me guess, hamstring? Uh, Running out of ground ball and nothing yep, in the course. Just yep. to his leg. <laughs> yes. Of course. Eloy Jimenez. The man can't bro. run to first Death base without and... getting injured. Bro, Eloy Jimenez is a vibe. He is the new John Carlos Stanton. Dude, he is such a bad vibe. Like he's the opposite the of White going Sox golfing. in general, man. Just that whole team. That's rough. My my, my understanding of the young vert term vibe is limited, but uh, I agree with you. Man. He, <laughs> he's a bad vibe. He's it is like you get the good vibes when you go golfing. You get the bad vibes when you draft Eloy Jimenez. You know what? I took him in a home league, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> All right, one year just for fun. You should draft Jacob DeGrom, Eloy Jimenez, Byron Buxton. Why would that be um, fun? Don Carlos Stanton. <laughs> Carlos Stanton. Uh, Byron Buxton on the IL again. 
Like yes. just your whole team, those players. And then Kenley CFA... Jansen as your closer. <laughs> Who? Kenley Jansen. Oh, Kenley Jansen. He doesn't get hurt that much. Kenley Jansen has a heart issue like every other season. I feel like he hasn't had that since like it's been a few years. We should put together the list of the all injured team. Oh, uh, Nick Senzel would be on that list. Nick Senzel. <laughs> uh, Travis Diarno to catcher. I feel like he always has concussions. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're well, laughing, but obviously they're serious. Yeah, no, the, 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 not the injury part, more just the yeah, how annoying. Not, not Jansen's uh, heart condition. Who cares about that guy? <laughs> <laughs> but I think Kenley Jansen yeah. has had open heart surgery twice the, in his the career. Does Joan Mankata get the third base job? What he went, he hit a home run today, but I think he went one for ten. So. But I think he's been he had been hurt most of the year, right? Yeah, he's been hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt most of the year. He'll yeah, he'll be the third baseman if he's healthy. But who knows? <laughs> That's the key when he's healthy. Yeah, who he's knows? Healthy. Well, Jake Berger, this this does give Jake Berger a little bit more runway because he had starting to see a little bit of a downturn in his plate appearances because of Eloy's return. So uh, Jake Berger is back on the menu. Hey, oh, look at that! Yes. yes. All right, Elsie, do you want to take us on home here with looking at matchups for next week? Yeah, I got some matchups for next week, and I and I'm I'm recommending some pickups, some uh, some pitchers who have one start next week that I think are might be decent streamers that are widely available, as well as some hitters who uh who all will play seven games next week, and uh, and I feel like have some good hitting matchups as well. So we will start with the pitching streamers because. Um, because I want to uh, pitching streamers for next week. Uh, so I, I put some target teams up there. So the teams at, like Marty did, I went in the last two weeks, WRC plus the Cubs worst in baseball over the last two weeks, 56 WRC plus St. Louis next worst Baltimore next worth worst Detroit, Milwaukee, Seattle, the Yankees, the Royals and the White Sox. Those are your worst. All of those have under 90 WRC plus over the last two weeks. I, 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 I would, I hesitate to target the Yankees anytime just because of the firepower with judge and Rizzo and the fact that they can just go for and Torres and then go for power. But for next week, I do like four pitchers that are available in at least 80% of Yahoo and um, <clears throat> ESPN leagues. It's amazing. The ownership rates in these leagues, uh, I can't believe it, but uh, one person, the first person playing the Chicago Cubs, Luis Ortiz, had a tough start his last time out, gave up 10 hits against Oakland. Uh, so that's a little bit, he got bad to death on that one, but he had he had seen two consecutive good starts against Texas and Seattle, as well as a rain, rain shortened start against St. Louis where he started looking good. But uh, Luis Ortiz has looked pretty decent in his last couple starts. Uh, I wouldn't let that Oakland start really discourage you that much. He has the Cubs coming up next. Um, I think that's a pretty decent start. Cole Irvin coming back to Baltimore. Doc, get your party hat out. I know you're a Cole Irvin fan. Making his first start this weekend. Watch what he does on Saturday. Right now I'm saying watch what he does on Saturday because next week he has the Cubs. He's lined up to start the game against the Cubs. Cubs have been the worst hitting team in baseball over the last two weeks. Cole Irvin, widely available. Uh, he's, he's the, the definition of a streamer and the Cubs are the definition of the type of team you want to stream against. So if Cole Irvin looks sharp and he's looked sharp in triple a over six starts, nearly a five to one K to walk ratio. Um, so I really like 
that start for him. Carlos Carrasco has looked good in two of his last three starts. The only start he didn't look great in was giving up four run runs against Atlanta. No shame in that. He has St. Louis, which has been the second worst hitting team in baseball of the last week. So I am running him out there for that, and I think you should pick him up. Griffin Canning, Doc, I second that emotion. Next, at his next start after the one you recommend is at Kansas City, which is also among the worst hitting teams in baseball. So get him for Doc's start this weekend. Hold him for his start at Kansas City next week. That's what I recommend. I have liked Canning all season and I I'm with doc. I think this is a, this is the start of something good with him. He has his K to walk has been great. He's gone six, six and seven innings in his last three starts. So that's always good to watch canning someone who I really believe in this year. And uh, so I think pick him up. He's widely available, especially in your ESPN and Yahoo leagues. Uh, and you can hold him for the next two starts. Some hitting streamers. I broke it up. Over all these people have seven games next week so that you can pick them up and hold them for the whole week. I have Luke Grayley on there, Marty. Pick him up for the weekend. Keep Luke Grayley for next week. A lot of righties Tampa Bay is facing next week. Paven Smith also facing a lot of righties Arizona. One person I want to shout out right now, someone who may be coming back next week, may not be ready for the first series of next week, but Derek Hall should definitely be on your mind when you're putting in your fab bids this weekend. Philadelphia has a spot for him at first base. He could step right back in. He's been rehabbing for the, um, oh gosh, what the, something, I can't remember the name of their AAA team. It's like the Lehigh uh, uh, Snout Pigs or something like that. I can't, someone, someone write it in the chat. It, it, if Vinny is still in the chat, he knows what uh, the Phillies AAA team is. It's the Lehigh something steam pigs or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, but it is the Lehigh Valley iron pigs, iron there pigs. There iron it is. Pigs. He's been hitting well, Derek call for the iron pigs. We all know he has power. We all know Philly needs him in the lineup. Going to be a first baseman for them. Uh, maybe back for next week. Um, middle infielders, if you need them, widely available in Yahoo and uh, um, ESPN. Geraldo Perdomo and Zach McKinstry, I really like what they've been doing this year. Seven games next week. Um, they're, they're people who I would be streaming next week. Outfielders Ozuna and Akil Badu have some nice hitting matchups next week. Ozuna over Eddie Rosario because Rosario does seem to sit against lefties sometimes, whereas Ozuna is getting pretty regular DH at-bats. And if you need a catcher, I got three names for you. Number one, you should be looking at Gary Sanchez. Pick him up. He is very hot as he's starting in San Diego. I think he has like three or four home runs already. Um, Matt Tice has some nice-looking numbers on the season, hitting about 270. And Christian Betancourt, which is surprising to me. He's he's You can't get him in a 12-team league on NFBC. But a 12-team uh, with a Yahoo League and ESPN League, Betancourt is widely available. He's hitting too well. He's basically the starting. Uh, uh, Mejia only gets backup games. Betancourt's the full-time catcher for the Rays. If you are in a 12-team league, he is well worth the add. Uh, so the hitting streamers I have, break, broken down by position, Rayleigh, Paven Smith, and Derek Hall uh, for your corner infielders. Those are all first basemen. 
Uh, middle infielders, Perdomo and McKinstry. Outfielders, I have Ozuna and Badu. <clears throat> excuse me. Catchers, I have three. Tice, Sanchez, and Betancourt, all widely available in your Yahoo uh, and ESPN leagues. All right. Great work there, LC. That's going to wrap us up here for hey, this before week. Before we wrap up the show, um, I did a little bit of research, and we missed a lot of names on the all-injured drafting team. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we I will missed- say before you before you do that, the names that were brought up in the chat after were Starling Marte from Toby and Austin Meadows from Forrest. Ooh, yeah, Austin Meadows, yeah. Um, we missed the rotation of the entire Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, and, and highlighted by Mr. Tyler Glass now, uh, Carlos Rodon, Chris Sale uh, is going to be the anchor of the team. We have an outfield of Tyler O'Neill, Michael Brantley, and Chris Bryant. <laughs> we have Brendon at starting third base. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. That's, yeah. That is for and sure. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Yes, that's yes. good. Absolutely. So I want one of our listeners to literally draft this team next year. Say, who's, let's let's do a best ball for this. Do you have a second base and a first base? I'm intrigued now. I need the full team here, man. I, I it's tough to find the second baseman that get injured that. I often. definitely think Rendon, Rendon, Tim Anderson. We Buxton needs to be in the outfield. Buxton Ooh, needs to be in Buxton, the outfield. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Brantley. Also. Take Brantley. He's barely a professional baseball player now. Jazz Chisholm's your second baseman. Put yeah, Jazz, Jazz, Jazz is second base. Yeah. Second base. Yeah. All right, first base. Let's just get it real quick. Uh, Eloy. Eloy. Eloy's <laughs> alpha. Eloy's alpha, bro. Reese, uh, Reese Hoskins. I don't yeah, know if he gets no, into it. Si- Carlos Santana? Is there no. First baseman hardly missed a lot CJ of time. Crone. Yeah, CJ's not bad. Crone, Crone there's going to be a name that someone gives us that we're going to be like, how did we miss that? Crone has, a, uh, has back issues. And, what about Jared Walsh? Nah, he's not big enough. Yeah, there's someone in their car right now screaming. Somewhere. Anthony Rizzo with his back issues. Anthony Rizzo's not bad. Not bad. No, nah, he's a better one than Rizzo. Yeah. Do we pick a catcher yet or no? Uh, I think I think DR knows the one to go. Okay, that's yeah. fine. First base. Yeah, all injured team right there. Listeners, let us know. Yeah. I think we have the whole team covered here. Uh, but that's going to wrap us up. Uh, if you guys are enjoying the content, please make sure you guys check out the live streams every Thursday night. We are now streaming Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern time if you want to hop in the live show. Uh, if you guys are watching after, please make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're at 3.2K on Leave YouTube. Leave a comment. Click, click the thumbs up. Let's get this thing cooking. Mm-hmm. That stuff really matters. Help the old algorithm. We definitely always appreciate that. If you guys are on the podcast version, five-star ratings and reviews for our show, the Fantasy Baseball Beat, and the call-up are always appreciated, all under the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Podcast Network. Um, And then, yeah, if you want to make sure you shout out the boys on Twitter, the handles are on the screen, and I said them at the beginning of the show if you guys want to check them out there. Uh, But for Elsie, for Marty Party, for Doc, I'm D-Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck, and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys next week.